Good evening and welcome to another episode of Super Deluxe Gamescast. It is Thursday, September the 14th. We're halfway through the month. Uh, big day in gaming today. We had a Nintendo Direct, a State of Play, and we're not going to talk about yeah, we're either We're talking of them. about neither of those. We're not talking about either of those things because we have something much cooler planned. Uh, our very good friend, uh, voice a voice actor, Sissy Jones, is on the program. Uh, this is Sissy's second time on. It's been way too long, Sissy, and we are so happy to have you back. And you've had some it's very so cool career turns in the meantime. So. Yeah, yeah, you know. One or two. One or two. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time I was on was like like at the height uh, of the pandemic. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, right in the middle yeah. of COVID. It's 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 I would almost say that she's an absolute star in her field. Shut up, Finn. I'm good, actually. I'm I want to say oh, I'll give you that one. I want to say that again. the last time you were on was actually before the Owl House even yeah. as well. No, it was it, so. it was no, it was during it was Call of the Sea, Owl House right? existed. It was Call of the Sea. Yeah. 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 So sea. Owl House was still like on. But it it hadn't reached It was like, in its like first season. So yeah. I don't think yeah. it had yeah. It hadn't blown up yet, for sure. I, I actually yeah. never got to ask you this, Sissy, but did, did they design the main character of Call of the Sea after you physically? Because I remember playing it, and I was like, this looks like Sissy. Like, I know it's her voice, but this just looks like Sissy. I think they were actually going for, like, Naomi Watts. Uh, so if that means I look like Naomi Watts, I'll take it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. No, you, you have had, uh, I, I think uh, I would describe it as, kind of a just a, a a meteoric uh rise in your career uh after firewatch which is where uh that was my first exposure to you um and i actually played that Do not game. expose yourself you weirdo well, well hey <laughs> you know what look john gets clipping, really into clipping games, john okay? we're clipping I, I, john look, out of context look, I, look, we're getting rid of this I, I love video games okay I, I i just you know i get really john excited gets but, into it. and that charity stream's gonna be rough but no, like 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 Firewatch is when I is is the first time I I had ever encountered one of your one of your voice roles, and um I I feel like it, to this day Delilah is still one of your one of your best roles. Um and I I could always yeah. and and I think one of the things that that like I noticed about Delilah first was the way you just kind of poured all of yourself into that role and kind of took on it was almost like you know Delilah was playing you as opposed to you playing Delilah. And uh, I know that you put a lot of yourself into that role. And it's uh, one of those roles that to this day, like I, I played the game in 2016 and it still sticks with me. Um, so that was, that was a really, really cool experience for me. But since then, your career has taken some really sharp turns, uh, all of them upward. Uh, and one, we could not be prouder of the trajectory your career has taken, but two, um you know i mean let's enough of enough of me like like what what has happened to you after firewatch like like and call of the sea like like you know why don't you tell some of the people listening uh where you have moved on to since then uh madness and mayhem is basically where <laughs> i uh reside now no i uh listen i i want to say i've been really lucky but i think luck is uh preparation and timing so I happened to be in the right place at the right time for a lot of things and uh, was ready to go when the call came. Um, yeah, I've gotten to work on some really great games. I got to work on uh, The Owl House for Disney, um, which has been an experience unlike anything I've ever been a part of. Uh, and then <laughs> I love that show. I love it. I, I've got all of my fan merch behind me. Oh, um, amazing. And then uh, this year in rapid fire succession was Remnant 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and Starfield. 
And, you know, Starfield, I've been working on, I first got the audition in 2016. Wow. And I first booked it in 2018. Um, and I've been working on it ever since. And so to have it out in the wild is uh, really scary. <laughs> the night before it came out, you know, I'm just like rocking in fetal position. Like, I hope it doesn't suck. I hope it doesn't suck, you know. Because um, it's it's really scary to to spend that much time and that much effort on something and then have it go to the world. Bye, little baby. Don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> that is like... <sighs> So, so I was not aware that you had John. John didn't know. John didn't, didn't even John know about Starfield. Just now. John, John was like, and didn't know. Don't worry. Yeah, like at all. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't even know. And like, and and to learn that you had first auditioned for this in 2016, like that is like it really kind of, it really kind of gives you perspective into just how long some of these dev cycles can be. It's it's um, been interesting and I talking kept my to trap shut. That long, yeah. I just want to like give myself some like I did it. I kept my mouth shut. Like, yeah. like that's how impressive. Long, how long did it take you over those years to record all your voice lines for Starfield? I mean, we would go. There were weeks that I was recording five days a week, four hours a day, uh, for five or six weeks at a time, and then they'd go away and read, uh, you know, write more, and then they'd come back, and then they'd go away and write more, and then they'd come back. And then I wouldn't hear anything. And I started thinking, oh, God, have I been recast because I'm an actor and that's where my brain goes. And then they'd come back <laughs> and then it was pickups. And then it was like, uh, we want to go more into romance territory. And I was like, oh, oh OK, <laughs> we get to do that in a booth. That's oh, yep. <laughs> is it always like 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 is like is it awkward when they ask you that it's like it's like okay we really want to dial up the romance here like it's, it's a little weird it's, it's a little weird i mean like yeah especially See, because player doesn't have a voice right yeah that's that's a good yeah. question is like when yeah. based on other roles where you're having like uh not even like a back and forth but because not always you're not always in the same studio but you at least like know what the character is saying to you how does that change your approach to what you do if you're basically having a one-sided conversation but you still have to convey all the same emotions yeah it's uh it's a different muscle um you know, I had really terrific directors, thankfully, um, and I have a very overactive imagination. So I was able to like get in my head for a lot of things and imagine what I would be hearing from player and then respond that way. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's real weird. It's real weird. I got <laughs> that... married to somebody that couldn't talk. Yeah. So that's a thing that happened. <laughs> I imagine and you lived it's... happily ever after. Yeah. I yep. imagine it's further complicated by like a game like Starfield, especially when you have a protagonist who's not voiced, like it's that much easier to rewrite all of their lines and responses, right? Because you don't have I, to go yeah. back, you know, in, in theory, you don't have to go. So like, you know, I, I imagine that that caused you to have to record probably so many lines that didn't even end up getting used or so many takes that didn't get used. Cause they were like, and you can't barely know because you're on only that one side of the curtain. Well, takes. Yes. So the, the way that I like to work is if I have a line, um, I'll do what's called three in a row. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like, but each take is different. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if you, if you have the word, no, you can just say no, or you can say no, or you can say, 
no. And so I like to do that with my takes. I like to give them options and then okay. make their lives difficult by having to choose. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a lot that didn't make it in um, just by proxy of three in a row. But other than that, yeah. So I, so voice acting is vo the, the funny thing about voice acting is, is like, you'll see these really you know, like, you know, you'll see voice actors that are well-known like yourself. And if you go to their IMDb, they'll be like, they'll be in games that you never expected. Right. Like, like, you know, as, as like, you know, additional voice or, or like know. in boss baby as a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so, so, so I, I love it. I was like, you know what, who I talk about Baldur's gate, why I talk about Starfield, let's talk <laughs> boss baby back in the crib. Let's get the fans what they want. But actually, uh, John, when, when you're done with your question, I, that's the perfect segue for what I have to ask. Yeah, no, sure. Like, like for example, Sissy, I had no idea that you played additional voices in one of my favorite games from last year, which was Tactics Ogre Reborn. Yeah. Did I? Apparently. That's what it does. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> you see I've... you do so many you do so but... like like you can't like like that's how busy you are yeah that's how busy i have you made are. it my uh my superpower to forget auditions <laughs> and to forget sessions because i you, you drive yourself crazy if you hold on to any one of them uh you know and the number of times we go in for sessions and we don't get called back or they recast us or whatever um i i've walked into sessions and they've been like oh my god we loved your audition and i'm like which one <laughs> You have it <laughs> can you yeah, play it for me that one i really <laughs> took i really poured everything into it um so ogre and, tactics i'm glad it landed for you i have no idea what it was well, well and the other one that i know you'll remember is um i really enjoyed you playing abdiel in shin megami tensei 5 yeah and, uh i i get Fun. the sense that you really enjoy playing villains when you get the chance well my voice lends itself to villains because i don't have the, like, really? the super like stereotypical barbie sound right that, like i'm not yeah. i'm not perky i'm not i don't have the like high perky sound so uh i have uh dark and foreboding so you're, you're very you good at making your voice like authoritative which is what abdiel <laughs> needs right like abdiel or a character like the absolute like if your character's named the absolute you'd better sound like the absolute authority on whatever it is you're speaking about um it's also scares my kids because then they're like don't yell at me like that do you ever <laughs> like do you ever record Great. lines as like a as like a bad guy then play them back for your kids whenever they screw up like <laughs> no. ideas. Ideas. or you know just, like just the, john out here be like do you scar your children for fun I mean, look look sometimes look sometimes it's necessary i, I we are I, getting glimpses into john's life that i was not expecting tonight <laughs> finn you <laughs> said that you yeah you, so you, that that actually is a perfect segue because like sissy you're you, you're uh, you did you always do you you you, you teed it up and i'm gonna knock it down but uh there you go. There you so go. like you you do these massive roles like in starfield and Baldur's gate which by the way Oh, the only other person that this year to be prominently featured in such massive games. So just shout out to you, like good, good times. But like, then you, you find like, it's not just you, but like other major voice actors as well, like uh, Jennifer Hale and everyone, like you'll always sometimes get these like smaller roles or like, I guess, bit roles or just like where you're not even named, you're just additional voices. Like, how does that even happen like when you are are so talented and then you get pulled into like does that ever like do you know what you're doing and your scope in the project when you get called in or after the fact you're just like oh i guess i'm just some npc in town one or something yeah you know it's i, I still have to audition for every job um most jobs uh 
I still have to audition. So we're not always given the scope of what it is. A lot of times they have already cast with celebrities. And so we don't get to do the main roles. Um, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, sometimes you do additional voices and sometimes you do a named character. You, you hope for the named character. That's always the goal. Um, but additional voices are, they also get you to uh, get in your insurance. So. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. ever, uh, I, I think we should start the, uh, the, the petition to get you to voice Samus in Metroid Prime 4. Oh, I would like um, that. Actually. Okay. Oh, I think no, we might have no, had okay. to we might have had to start that petition about six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know, the game's been rebooted so many I times. I don't think you've gotten around to recording any dialogue or even <laughs> developing a fucking well, it's level. It's not like Samus about? says much anyway. I mean, you know, it'd be a day in the booth, and you know, like it's you probably grunt. it. Like, Samus you know what? Is Actually, I've got, I've got, I've got the best role for Sissy. Uh, Bring it. Uh, J Derek is actually going to uh, have you audition for the role of uh, announcer of SDGC intro titles. Like, why would ugh. you take my job from me? Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, because Sissy, we're, so, so we're pivoting. So, we're, we're going in the direction. Of Derek and voice roles. Derek got his first, uh, had his first voice voiceover work. In yeah, he did. It's not the same. I do commercial voice work. It's not like voice acting. Um, so, dude. It is. It, it, well, same but different. Don't, don't um, short yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Derek. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the one that brought this up. So yeah. you've. It, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot and calling you out because you've got a very, very. Your voice is like a honeyed potion being poured in my ear. Like it's. It's fantastic. <laughs> Some it's people fantastic. think that. I don't understand what they're thinking, but, but I, I, I. You know. You know. You know. I'm on the show every um, week. Damn it, <laughs> sissy. I got a question for you. Yes. Is there so you've been like you've you've played a, a multitude of roles now at this point. Um, you've been in some major franchises. I mean, you've been in Baldur's Gate and Starfield, which is a major Bethesda release. Um, you know, you've like been, he knew that from the that you now know about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I knew the whole time. I'm just fucking. With this you question guys. was already just, perfectly you formulated. Just found out what Starfield was like yesterday. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's I, I'll be, what, what is a video game? So I don't Fallout in space? Guy. Whoa. <laughs> But like you know, you've all you, you've been in a in a big JRPG like Shin Megami Tensei Five. Is there a particular franchise where you're like, yeah, I want to be a part of that? Like I've I've got to have a role in this somehow. Yeah, is there a but? Is there? A, I would like, love a to do. List? I would love to do like a like a Jane Bond. I would love to do something like oh. that. Um, I think IO has the the license now to James Bond. Um, is that right? But what's shit? I would love that model? to do. What's that monolith um, FPS series with like that's like a pastiche of a uh, you know no one lives forever. Yes. Yeah. Like pastiche of like James Bond. And if they ever brought yeah. back no one lives forever, we've got we've got a perfect yeah. pick. Or like yeah. I think you'd make a I great Joanna Dark. It's true. Who's that? In Perfect Dark, like that would be that would be a, that that would be a really cool. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna find out. We'd have to start casting either six years ago or now if that ever comes out. I but, know, yeah. Derek. I'm just I'm just <laughs> let I'm him enjoy himself. You let him enjoy himself every episode. What are you talking about? Yeah. So it's, are, it's, are you currently in your personal recording studio? I am. Yeah. I just I just noticed the uh, the soundproofing on the on the for me the right. Uh, it's just yeah. Uh, that's my that's, that's my it's door. A, it's a very it's nice uh, setup you've got. It's pretty sweet. It's a uh, six foot by six foot, uh, fully treated. It's it's. Uh, you've got air conditioning in there. I hope. No, no, it interferes <laughs> no, with it the. Up. Oh, yeah. oh, it does. On the microphone, I do have like really? a whisper soft fan, which is why my door is open because there's a whisper soft fan right now. Um, 
but yeah, no, there are days that it gets real hot. I was, I was going to say, so like, so like if you're recording in the summer, is it just like, are you just like, Oh my God, I can't like, I like, I'm going to, I'm going to die in here. Like, this is where my life yeah. ends. Like, you're just like, yeah. like a, like a huge jug of water, yeah, ice water like and apple a, juice. Like, well, and pre like before COVID I was in my closet. I had a, a closet space that I had treated and I was working out of there and uh, that sucker got real hot. And um, luckily a friend of mine was uh, offloading this thing and I was like, can I, I'll, I'll take, I'll take that off your hands. So it's, it's an upgrade for sure. But yeah, it, there are days that I'm like, this is where I die. I, I'm going to die right here. <laughs> I, it's like, been good. It's been real. At what point in your career were you like, okay, I need to get out of this closet and actually have my own recording studio set up here? Like I need to like. So I did have a studio when I first got into voiceover in 2012, um, but they're big, they're bulky. They take up a lot of room and uh, I didn't have space for it when we moved to LA. So I had to get rid of it. And, you know, when I had kids and had to have a nursery for the kids, whatever. They're so Um, needy. I didn't have space. Yeah. And then as as soon as my daughters were like, we want to share a room. I was like, neat. I get an office. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, basically the second I got into voiceover, uh, I knew I had to have home recording capabilities and so when covid hit there was a, a quick stutter step where the industry was like ah! and then i worked more in 2020 than i did any other time in my life i i, I imagine like you know in, in an unfortunate way obviously but i imagine like that period was actually like good for voiceover work right because everybody's working remotely you know you don't have to get up and and and, and go anywhere and so that was probably a really that it was, was probably a, a really like lucrative time for a lot of voice actors i imagine right it was and it was also when a lot of celebrities went i can't do on camera stuff right now mm. i can do voiceover and so uh the first like six months were insane for you know workaday voice actors us, us blue collar folk and then uh and then it got dried up real fast when uh all the on-camera people were like <laughs> i have a home studio now and i was like oh, shit. they were like so, we, yeah. can, we can get in on this on this action too um yeah but i mean i also saw like i feel like a really good and this is going to be weird right like we all know twitter sucks i refuse to call it x like i'm it's twitter, it's twitter. I, Same. I refuse twitter. to call it x on principle yeah. um yeah. Because every time I look at my phone and I see the X app, I think it's like, have I, did I download a porn app and I didn't Sorry. realize it? Apartheid like, Clyde is wrong about everything. So like, I'm <laughs> just like, I'm just like, God, like X dot com. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid to type X dot com into my browser at work because I'm Don't like, every it. time I do, I'm like, Ugh. mostly because when John types an X autofill, just <laughs> Finn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but at any rate, uh, so I actually saw, so I, I, I want to say it was like a, couple years ago you had a twitter following of like you know maybe nine thousand. it's like th- almost 30k now like like as, it, it's yeah. been to see as your roles get get bigger and bigger like you know kind of the more following Big part of that is the owl house i mean owl yeah. house the fandom is like john, i said it's unlike anything i've been a part of john you don't know ever. owl house i know you don't um but you should give it a no, shot i mean i've never I, I know what it is i'm just right never, i just know it's not your th- like that's not normally your jam but trust me when i say like it could be if you gave it a shot it's so good i mean i will it's only like, I'm, I'm totally three seasons totally willing to we got I mean, canned. 
My only problem with Owl House is that Lilith character kind of weak. Um, could have could have done without her, but <laughs> so we did have some um, we did have some some kind of uh, serious goings on uh, in the industry at large. You know what? Um, I've got one before we switch over to that. Actually, go ahead, man. Um, because sissy, you've you've kind of brought up like celebrity voice actors a couple times mm -hmm. and I'm kind of curious about your perspective on um because like this is not like a hot take or controversial position that like celebrity voicing in games and animation is is generally like not quite up to par to professional like career voice actors and is crowding a lot of them out of roles um, and it's not about saying that these are bad actors, right? But like, I think even from my position, I hear a lot of my favorite actors sometimes show up in animation and games and maybe struggle to captivate me the same way that they do in, in traditional roles. So I'm kind of curious about your, your perspective as a voice actor. Like, why do you think that being a, a, a talented actor does not necessarily prepare you for mic work? Because it's a different muscle. I mean, literally, like, you do not have the luxury of facial expressions and body language, let alone being in the same room as your co-stars, let alone not having the, the wardrobe or the scene or uh, background people or anything to react of other than what's in your head. Um, so, no, most of them are terrific actors. But in the same way that I could not step onto a, 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 an on-camera stage and do their job flawlessly um it's i think setting a lot of them up for not necessarily failure but not great performances to just be like oh so and so is real famous we should bring him in you know like yeah it's a it's a different muscle it's a different muscle um and i've said before you know i was really nervous when sean and jake cast um rich summer in firewatch because he was a on-camera guy you know he was a madman and all that stuff and i was like oh here we go but he was fan fucking tastic pardon my french <laughs> and uh you know he was somebody that was really up to um the challenge of it and and brought it in a very real way um but you know it's just it's a different beast it's a different beast so i i imagine like when you're in the you know because like you said you like you don't have anybody to like bounce off of right like it's just you and a microphone and a six by six room um so you, you're kind of like in your own little world here so like do you have to get really emotive like like when you're like like you throw yourself into it you do you gesture do you you know like you know you know like contort your face you know like yeah. like like do, how do you how do you like you know, step into that role fully if it's just you well Listen, number one, you got to make sure your clothes are real fucking quiet. Pardon my French again. Um, I have I've literally started shopping by being like, is this too loud? No, I can't wear that in the booth. Um, can't wear jewelry. Can't wear anything that'll bang the microphone. But yes, I mean, if you just if you stand there straight right now and say, no, don't do that. Or you go, no, don't do that. You hear it. It's different. Right. Um, so, yes, we get very active in the booth. We're moving around and, you know. The, the efforts and stuff that we have to do, we're running and we're, you know, jumping to make it sound real. Because otherwise nobody wants to hear, huh? it just sounds like you're pooping. <laughs> sounds like you're, <laughs> sounds like, like you're grunting out a stinky or something. Like, 
Yeah. Sean, your euphemisms are killing me, man. Come on. Dude, that's good. Look, that's what my son calls it. Okay, like it, it's it kind of just kind of just grown on me. <laughs> that is learned um, behavior. <laughs> but it actually sounds it, it sounds like voice acting can be a workout. Yeah, I have left sessions drenched, like head to toe. It is bananas. Um, but it's fun. It's fun and it's weird and it's uh, every day is different and I get to be giant aliens one day and uh you know a asshole baby the next and i i love it that's awesome god that's so cool i wish i could i wish i could do something like that for a living my job sucks um (laughs) (laughs) the the ice cream truck that you run in downtown dc (laughs) what's that the ice cream truck that you run in downtown dc yeah hello always my favorite euphemism for what you do for a living you know what? What just the smiles on the kids' faces, though, at the end of the day, make it all worthwhile. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really it just fills me with a warm joy that some mother's gonna come to you and you know, tell you, "Hey, stop telling my kid about fucking Final Fantasy VI before I call the cops." <laughs> Listen, kid, you know about Final Fantasy VI. Please stop talking to my son about RPGs. Let me tell you about this. I was once a young man of fourteen, just like you, wanting ice cream. And uh, and the ice cream man wouldn't shut up about JRPGs, and now here we are. Uh, the cycle continues. You're gonna be like me one day, kid. <laughs> ain't you? Ain't you excited for that? <laughs> no, Derek. For me, no. It, no, like, I would at least warn the kid. I'd be like, "Don't eat ice cream, kid. You want to end up like me, forty three, driving an ice cream truck and talking to you about Final Fantasy? Get out of here." So about sissy. Uh... <laughs> Oh, that segue! Wow. Yeah, uh, Derek. Why do uh, Derek? Why don't we um let let's talk a little bit about some of the more serious. Yeah, I kind of I'm the one who tore us um you know away from that topic briefly. But yeah, I did, don't I blame did want me, to. Um, don't worry, I, I always will blame in. you. Um, but yeah, we're at a point where in a, in a lot of industries, but um especially and very prominently in in acting, right? We've seen the actor strikes in Hollywood. Um, you know, in, in film and television. And we're hearing that SAG-AFTRA is talking about bringing those same strikes to the gaming industry. It sounds like that m- might be imminent. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, as a voice actor, like, what what are some of your concerns for the future of your field, you know, based on, on trends right yeah. now? Well, uh so let me just say, first off, I am not on the negotiating committee, so I, I don't know the inner workings of all the talks and everything else because they have to keep it uh, on the DL until the, a deal is made. Um, but what I do know is that what we're asking for is a 11% raise to adjust for inflation because we haven't had a new deal since 2016. So an 11% raise to adjust for inflation and for the game companies to tell us if they want to use us for AI. I mean, that seems completely reasonable to me. That's the it. A- and then the stunt, thing. stunt protection yeah. for like mocap. They need to have a medical person on site and stuff like that. But that is it. Um, so I don't think it's egregious. I think um, AI is going to change everybody's life in in different ways. And, uh, you know, I a couple of years ago, I'm just going to launch into my whole AI thing. here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Or, no, please, please. I think it's it's everyone's major concern at this point. Yeah. If you're paying any attention, I, I, have a, I have a brief anecdote after. Yeah. Hold on to it because I'm going to talk for a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Um, 
a couple of years ago, I uh, was messing around on TikTok. I was like, sure, why not? Let's see what this is about. What are, what are the kids doing these days? And uh, I found that a bunch of fans had taken my voice and uh, used it through an AI database to uh, create scenes from the Owl House and have my character say things that I had never said. What? I freaked out. Mm. I panicked. And I went to the website because they had tagged it. Um, and sure enough, there was my voice. There was my character. There were a couple of my characters. And I uh, panicked. And I got a group of my friends together, a group of other voice actors who I also saw online. And I said, we have to do something. I come from a technology background. I worked in the Silicon Valley for 10 years. And uh, I was like, technology is not moving backwards. It is here. It's out of the bottle. We can't stuff it back in. So how do we work together ethically in a way that doesn't wipe us out and allows the technology to continue? And so we uh, came up with a framework for how we want to see AI and voiceover coexist. Um, and I actually got approached by a company and they said, we love voice actors. We want to help safeguard you guys. Will you help us make this company? And so we've been working for the last six months to come up with a deal that benefits the actors, the company, the companies that want to hire us. Um, and for the first time in a very long time, I have hope because they're not just going out and scraping the internet for whatever content is a, a publicly available and feeding it through their machine learning, which uh, is probably going to be a subject of massive lawsuits in the next few months to year. Um, you know, but we actually want to work with the actors directly and help them create a digital model and then help them get work with their digital model in places that they wouldn't normally be in. So we don't want to go after like public facing stuff. Nobody, I don't think anybody really wants to hear, you know, Joel as AI in the last yeah, of no, us 19. I don't think anybody um, wants that. No, but you know, it, it is a very real uh, concern. It is something that is going to touch every aspect of humanity and we better figure out how to work with it. So that's it. And the things, you know, the things that we're asking for, again, not insane consent. Let me know that you're turning me into a fucking robot yeah. or like, ask me, do you want to be a fucking robot? Uh, let me say which projects I will or will not work on um control let me say which projects i will or will not work on and compensation pay me yeah you're gonna take my voice that's my money maker i make my entire living right here so pay pay me not I, crazy so like I, that can't, like i i am actually stunned that you would have to bring a lawsuit at all because i would you would figure anyway and i'm speaking as a layman who knows nothing about this stuff you know um i would figure though that like your voice is your property, right? Like, I mean, it's it, no, it's your own it's your own intellectual property. I mean, it it is not copyrightable. Your voice is not copyrightable. There are only two states in the union that recognize right of publicity that include voiceover voice. That is uh, New York and California. Everybody else doesn't give a hoot. Uh, huh. And we have spoken with the Office of Copyright about getting voice added to biometric data because right now it's not. Even though your bank can call you and say, "This is Sissy Jones. My voice is my password." Um, don't try calling my bank. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, it is not currently included in the definition of biometric data. So it is not copyright. wild. Even though voice activated locks and stuff have been a thing for ages. Yep. And here's yeah. the other thing. 
the companies that are doing that, that are taking that information and uploading it are hiding under Section 230, which is the Facebook defense. Mm. Oh, our users uploaded it and they said they owned it. Sorry. Um, yeah. And they're not taking any response. No, that's not fair. Most of the companies are not taking any responsibility for the uh, unethically obtained content that has been uploaded. Some have created blacklists when we've reached out and said, we don't, you don't have my consent. Take it down. UberDuck was really great about that. And FakeU.ai was really great about that. But see, everybody else, is... I got the equivalent of a digital middle finger. Wow. So, see, this is the stuff that's really scary in a way, right? Yeah. Because like somebody, somebody with a grudge against any of us could, you know, like use AI to simulate yep. our voice saying something like, you know, like a death threat or a racial it's, slur. It's or... You know how long it takes to clone your voice? Not Your outgoing voicemail message. Yeah. That's, that's wild. It. Hey, John, how many that's hours it. of you podcasting on the internet is there at this point? <laughs> and that's right? the thing. Anything that's publicly available right now, they're using. Yeah. You podcast. Your voice is out there. You've ever done an interview on, on Instagram. Your voice is out there. You're in a video game. You're in an animated show. You, you fucking, I don't know, have videos on Facebook with your friends or something. Right. Your voice God, is out there. God forbid you're a local weatherman or something. You that know? that, that I mean? actually segues perfectly into my thing, which is just like uh, I have friends in the industry that like will travel and do like anime conventions or conventions in general. And it used to be like you could go up and they'd be more than happy to record a video for your friends or do your voicemail. But now like they they're they're not scared, but they're so apprehensive because there's no guarantee yeah. that you're just not, re you could say this video is for my friend, but there's no guarantee that you're not just going to take it and run it through a filter and then dupe their voice. And so it, it, it becomes like a thing where you can't even, the, the talent can't trust the fans that they're at the own show to see something that used Which to be so really innocuous hard. and fun like a, mm -hmm. a really cool interaction. I used to love getting videos for friends that couldn't make the convention of someone like you making fun of them, not being able to be here in as your character, you know, making but like, fun of them for not knowing you're in Starfield. It's yeah. Fine. You know, it's going to be great. So I, yeah, I, I, right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, but the, it's, it's a very real problem. And like that, that's such yeah. a tangible moment of that because it's like something that used to be so innocuous and fun for fans now is something that you as a talent have to be cagey and careful about like and then you All don't the want to come off as being like a, a jerk like no i'm sorry I, I can't do your voicemail because i don't know you and i have no guarantee that you're not going to you know run my voice through an ai filter like it sucks so the 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 good that has come out of this is that uh, I have started working with a group called the National Association of Voice Actors, or NAVA. Um, NAVA was originally created because uh, we lost one of our own during COVID, Brad Venable. And the people uh, who were closest to him started a scholarship foundation in his name. And they raised a ton of money and they were like, well, this is all going on our taxes. We should start a 501c3. So they started a 501c3 in order to raise money for voice actors who were struggling uh, and help them pay their bills. Like literally during COVID, they paid for like electricity bills. And then they also found a way to get healthcare available for voice actors who don't qualify under SAG. Now, they came out in November of 2022, kind of right as we were doing all of the like AI discussions and Tim Friedlander, who is amazing, like the, the, the kindest, most genuine soul on this planet was like, you should come under the 501c3, at least we'll have some protections um, and you can be a steering committee. And so we have, 
but then he has run with it. He started um, consulting with attorneys who created a digital writer for us. So any job that we do, we can download any single human on the planet can download this digital writer that says, you do not have my permission to take my session recordings and run them through machine learning. You do not have my permission to create a digital double of my voice. Um, You have to store it safely, as safely as possible. And if you are going to do it, you need to talk to me and we need to create, you know, whatever, but it's, it's free to any single person on the planet. So the non-union world who is honestly the most tip of the spear right now um, can use that whether they're NAVA members or not. We've also, you know, been talking with legislators. We've gone to Ted Lieu's office. We've gone to AOC's office. We've gone to Adam Schiff's office. We're, you know, talking about going to Congress. Like we are actively working in every way, shape and form to advocate on behalf of voice actors because, you know, the union has its own stuff and voice acting is a small part of it. And so we were like, you know what? No one's going to no one's going to save us. We have to be the ones to do it. Well, and so like as things stand right now, as things stand right now, could is it is it so bad that a developer could say, we we think Sissy Jones would be a perfect fit for this role, but why hire Sissy Jones when we can just clone her voice? And yeah, you think it's not happening, right? I mean, how many, how many times have you heard like the executives say like that's why they're so cagey about AI? Is that- that's why you were in Tactics Ogre Reborn? That's why we're going to strike because they won't say we will tell you if we want to use AI. Right? They'll just. It should be so easy to do that if they're operating in good faith. I I have a contract that I've been trying to get through the union that I can come to them and say, if you do want to use us as an AI asset, here's a contract. Just let's do this. Everybody wins, you know, but it's 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 really difficult, especially when you have the larger AI database companies who are getting all kinds of funding for stealing content that's out there and not notifying, not paying and certainly not giving any um, control over yeah. how their voice is used. So, Ask me if I get salty about it. Oh, I, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I, <sighs> there, so, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, the, the people at the top of a lot of these giant corporations and a lot of the people who are running, like, the services that are, that are doing the machine learning have a lot of potential profit in it for them to exploit you know the voices right. of actors um you know in in a completely amoral sense but mm-hmm. what do you think is driving the the sort of regular or or do you think that there even are regular like ai evangelist types who do not necessarily have a direct financial stake in because it sure seems think, like there's X amount of people out there who just think everything AI driven is the future, even if it well, seems really like buzzy. dog shit. I mean, look at NFTs a year ago, yeah. two years ago, right? It's the buzz. It's the buzzword. Everybody's talking about it. You know, chat GBT this and open AI that and 11 labs this. It's buzzy. And it's, it, it is a really powerful tool. And I think it can be used for good. But there has to be guardrails. There has to be guardrails. And right now, our legislation is so woefully behind the technology. Um, there's nothing. And then, and then to have the White House come out 
and say like, well, we have the titans of tech in to tell us how they're going to monitor themselves for AI. And I'm like, you just told the wolf to watch itself in front of the hen house. Yeah. Make um, well, it make sense. You, so you said you had a, a, a background in, um, you know, in, in Silicon Valley uh, mm-hmm. prior to voice acting. Um, so you've kind of seen up, up close and personal. Um, what? Let me find the right way to phrase this. Um, what do you think is it about like the Silicon Valley tech sector that drives this like unique strain of sort of techno libertarian like move fast and know. break things? Yeah, that's their whole mantra: move fast and break things, right? Yeah, and in a lot of ways, that's benefited us in society a whole lot. You know, that's how we have things like the interwebs and iPhones and you know, name technological advancement thing, you know, insert here. Um, The problem is that it then sets the rest of society up on the back foot. Oh God, Mm -hmm. we have to catch up. You know, Um, it's a reactionary model. And instead of being like, hey, I've got this technology that's going to change the world. um, Maybe let's figure out how to put a leash on it so that the, the, the worst of us don't get a hold of it and make it worse for everybody. It's just like, no, release it to the world, make a million bucks, make, make a billion bucks and, uh, and right off into the sunset and fuck everybody else. So it's, it's, it's really challenging. And I'm not saying everybody in the Silicon Valley is like, no, of course not, not by a long shot, but it gets really challenging when, you know, you have these people who are just driven by making money, making money, making money, and they don't care how they go about it. And they don't care who dies in their wake. Uh, the, the thing that has been really interesting to me is as I've been talking about this to so many people, I have literally been on a global roadshow to talk to actors and agents and, you know, uh, casting directors and everybody about how to safeguard yourself. Developers, people are like, oh, my God, it's so nice to see somebody standing up and saying something. We're all too scared, you know, and everybody has been running around like their hair is on fire, Right. But nobody has sat down to say, how do I put the fire out? How do I contain the fire? And so to have like this little ragtag group of voice actors be like, we're going to go to Congress. <laughs> um, at least we're trying. Uh, yeah. if we can afford the lobbyists. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been really helpful for a lot of our peers who are not necessarily voice actors, but voice directors, sound engineers, studio owners, because they all stand to lose. It's not just us. All the recording studios that are going to go out of business, all the sound editors that are going to go out of business, all the casting directors, all of the the voice directors, you know what I mean? So and, and let alone in other industries. So it's, uh, you know, people are people are ready to rally around a cause and I'm happy to be it. Yeah. That's the AI I heard us talking and booted me, but don't worry, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you kind of brought up earlier that. Um, Nava is is you know trying to find ways to benefit like non-union voice actors as well. Yeah. And something that I've noticed and, and I don't have an answer for, maybe you can kind of help shine a light on this is it seems like voice acting as an industry is so much less union dominated than like film and television are for the most part. Yeah. Um and you see for example like 
you know, publishers like Nintendo will use union casts on one project and then use a completely non-union cast on the next project. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that you know, from where I'm a little bit more educated in the world of, like, the union in film and television, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the sort of stuff that gets the union and union actors to not work with you. Um, what What is kind of going on with, like, the state of, of acting, like, in you know, gaming and animation and why that's so different. If you have any insight into that at all. Oh, I do. Um, (laughs) I think first and foremost, voiceover is kind of the redheaded stepchild of the acting industry. I would agree. It's gotten, it's gotten some more um, respect in the last 10 years with things like the last of us and, um, you know, uncharted and stuff like that. But uh, video games in particular, are uh still considered like that newfangled thing so there's that it's also real easy for actors voice actors to work off the card wow she sure sounds like me (laughs) weird right you can't prove it if i do it under a fake name which so many people do um and uh when video games were coming up the union thought it was a passing fad and so they did not create contracts that would benefit us uh, as it grew. Mm. And we are now playing catch up. And also a lot of companies just went, fuck you. I don't want to work on your contract. Your rates are shit. Your terms are shit. I've got a huge stable of people over there that will do it for half the price and no back end pay. Bye. Wow. That is so, so fucking dire. Do, do you think that situation yeah. is is impacted by the... And I, 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 I worry this is going to come across as too harsh to the people I'm talking about, and I don't mean it as a slam against them, but legions of people who think of themselves as like potential voice actors because they are fans, because they are passionate about gaming or animation, and they think, well, if I can get a mic and a setup, that can be me. That's honestly, those are the people I'm most worried about with AI. I think the people who are working right now will continue to work in some form or fashion, certainly not in the heyday, right? Um, It will be a different kind of work, but it will take away the entry-level work. Additional voices, bye. Dubbing, gone, right? All of the stuff that nobody really wants to do, AI, done. So all of the stuff that I cut my teeth on, all of the stuff that, you know, Jen Hale cut her teeth on and Matt Mercer cut his teeth on, it's gone. It's gone. And so that's why our fight is everybody's fight. Right now, if you're talking about like, I have a computer and I can go in my bathroom and record lines and I'll get hired on a thing. Um, yeah, sure. You might, you might. Um, but if it's not solid, if it's not quality, if you show up to a session and you, you can't hold what you did in the audition or you're not a skilled actor and you can't take direction, um, you probably won't, work much so if you want to be a voice actor you train and then you train some more and then you spend more money and you train a little bit longer and then you have to get you know it's there's some people are inherently great at it and they will find success and that's awesome um and some people will think that there's a magic pill that's overnight and cheap and you know i promise it's not but is i took two i took two years and that's considered fast from when I started taking classes to when I got an agent. 
Well, I, I thought you were going to say, "See, I took two pills. I and and all, overnight, <laughs> like it doubled my success." It's not a magic pill. It's two magic yeah. pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah. like, how how bad is it really right now? Because I know that it sounds pretty fucking dire, dude. Like, so, it's so, not. Well, I'm, bad I'm not even yet. just talking like. But that, that's the problem, right? It's not bad yet, but if you don't act now, it'll be too late when it is. Well, like, for if example... If the terms of the strike slide on by... Well, to kind of underscore what you said, Sissy, like, somebody in chat said, I'll never forget that Life is Strange used a different VO on the game because Ashley Birch was supporting the strike. And and me, too. They recast me in that, too. Yeah. yeah. Wait, this and, is where John goes, wait, you were in Life no, is Strange? I knew, no, no, I knew she was in Yeah, the, it was uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, John, did you know that? <laughs> I did not actually. He didn't actually. Um, I did. I never never played the Life is Strange games. I probably should, but I did know that you were in Life is uh, Life is Strange. So um, the the sad thing about that, and I was actually talking with Katie Benz the other week, who was in the uh the 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 non union game that came out, was that they found a bunch of kids fresh out of college, eighteen, moved um, to L A with stars in their eyes, uh, you know, struggling actors, and said, "Hey, kid, you want to be in a big video game?" And they didn't tell them. That it was a struck project. They didn't tell them that they were getting recast, that, that they were recasting someone else because of a strike. And so when the game came out, these poor fucking kids got trolled left, right, and center for being scabs when they knew nothing about it, which is also really shady. Like took advantage of the inexperience and naivety yeah, I mean, of, of young well, and, passionate and then everybody, people. And then everybody who doesn't know this is like, oh, these fucking kids came in and just took these roles over. These fucking assholes yeah. just when 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 really the truth is is that they they don't know this. And it's it's a scummy yeah. practice all around. And does stuff like this have a like you know, like like you know, like a studio, for example, saying, Oh, well, you want to support the strike? Well, fuck you, we'll recast your role. Like it's no skin off our ass. Yep. Does this have a cooling effect on 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 voice actors who are like, you know, you know, I support this stuff, like, but at the same time, I've got a family to feed and I don't want to lose any roles. Or I can't afford that's going to be the hard part. That's going to be the hard part is that, uh, you know, again, with voiceover, um, it's really easy to cross the picket line, do it under a fake name. You know, the, the, the difference this time rather than last time is that everybody's scared about AI. Yeah. And the non-union contracts, you guys, they are scary. They are scary. Yeah. So, everybody's scared it seems like in the the, the the thing about having a union contract it's a union contract they have attorneys they find out that your voice has been taken and put into some other project the union attorneys go after that's non-union good. you have to hire attorneys on your own you are mm. on your own because you sign a thing that says they own everything in perpetuity throughout the known universe in any technology now existing or to be developed that is the exact verbiage it's, it feels a lot like there's still areas where maybe like SAG-AFTRA needs to do better by the voice acting yeah, industry, sure. but like it seems like the solution to that is is not like, it, it can't be to like go away from the union, but like that the union needs to do better by this corner of acting um, because those kind of protections trying, are, are super necessary for, I mean, as, as predatory as, as the industry is, I always try to tell folks like the big gaming companies are not anyone's friends yeah you know these are corporate entities and their yeah, job is to extract people, like, 
extract money from labor. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I really want the union to do better. I'm working hard at, at helping a lot of things pass. And I have friends who are on committees there who are busting their asses for free. And there's a lot that can be done. Um, and there's a lot of red tape to get through, which is fr- frustrating. Yeah. Where do you see this ending, Sissy? Like, I mean, with the advent of of AI and like, you know, and I, I think that as much as we all hate it, like AI is going to have a place like a place in yeah. this space. Right. Like it's I, I yeah. like at this point, it's as much you as know, we all loathe it. It's probably unavoidable. It's not going anywhere. What's it's that? not going. It's going to get it's going to get more prolific and easier to use. What I personally would like to see. And again, I'm not on the negotiating committees. I don't know what they're what they're asking for. What I would love to see is on any production union or not, there has to be at least like, I don't know, 80 or 90 percent human actors, writers, whatever, editors. And then, you know, use AI for the for the last 10 percent. That's me pie in the sky. Um, I, I don't know if that's being discussed, but it's not going away and it can be a powerful tool. Um, it, you know, Ashley Birch, I did a panel with Ashley Birch at San Diego Comic-Con and she was like, it's great. If I'm stuck on a name when I'm writing, I'll just chat GBT. Do you have any ideas for this? And it'll spit out a name and it's like, great, here we go. Um, I think it can be really useful if it's it, done right. I'm sure it can be. I, I think like what I envision is, okay, like let's say X developer comes to you and says, you know, we would really love to have you voice X role, right? It's a small role, but it's a role. Um, and, but we also know that you are tied down with other things. You're very busy. What if we, would you allow us to use your voice and and replicate it using AI? I imagine hearing, like, I, I couldn't do it because like, if I were to hear that played back to me, like I think it might mentally break me to to hear my voice, but knowing they're not, but it's coming out of some computer's brain, and and not my own. Like like like, is there a sense of like, this is, like it's almost like I'm dissociating from myself, or you know, like it sounds like me, it's not me, and that's really that's like really bothering me on a metaphysical level. Like there's a, it, here's the thing, if I know. They're going to do that. If we have gone over a contract, they've agreed to pay me appropriately. They're not going to put any stuff in there that that are things I wouldn't agree to: homophobia, racism, sexism, sexism, etc. Um, I'm okay with it if the contract is ironclad. But that's what happened to me on TikTok. Was I heard my voice saying things that I never said, and some of them were uh, not things I ever want my kids to hear, right? And I flipped out. I flipped out. Um, but again, if I have an agreement with the studio, we have an ironclad contract, I know how it's going to be used and how I'm going to be paid. And there's a way to track how much it's used and how much I'm going to be paid. Sure. Let's do it. With your TikTok situation, like, you know what it sounds like to me? That sounds like, it almost sounds like a violation. Right. Because it's like, it, yeah, it, it's like this is There's a reason we call it consent. Yeah. Like, it's not just like you need my permission. No, you need my consent because it is very violating to to have my 
my labor of love taken and bastardized in a in a machine to spit out words that you think are funny without asking me without anything it's incredibly violating yeah. it's, it's incredibly like violating it's it, it i imagine it almost feels like it almost feels like somebody's taking agency away from you taking a part of taking a part of you that you know i mean your your voice right like like your your voice taking that away from you and then yeah. just automating it like that's a scary idea like it's a, it's it's not just a it's not just a it's not just a like a feeling of violence it's scary yeah like i mean i and and to to think that in just a few short years this is how far that technology has come because i mean two i gotta tell you in the about. next three to six months it's gonna double yeah like the 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 ability of it is gonna it's I've seen where the future is going, and if we don't get something in place, the, yeah. the machines are getting stronger. And once they figure out how to do hands properly, it's over. Like <laughs> hands and like, teeth. Right now, um, they yeah. can't do hands and teeth. Right, right now, you look at a picture of like you know, you know, all these you know, like you it's know, like Biden on on oh, yeah, and and the hands are like it's all cool until you actually look at it too. Yeah, it yeah, looks like hopefully. Mothman hands. Like, like it's like okay, yeah. well, this isn't real, right? Like your hands look like. Your hands look like spaghetti, but it it feels like just a year ago I was I was horrifying Derek with that uh, Will Smith eating spaghetti AI video, um, and it, it's just it's, it, it wasn't even it was it was like a still image that that was just like it was it was like bad face app stuff. It wasn't even the same. But, no, but yeah, but, but this is now like. I have seen AI videos and heard AI like I can't tell the difference between what's real and what's fake. It's kind of um, so am, it's you go ahead. Sorry. I am also working with another company that is um, making tracking technology to be able to track Good. your nice. voice usage. That's and cool. find it even if it has been blended, because that's the other thing a lot of them are doing is taking 20 voices and smooshing them together and creating a new voice. But they're creating tracking technology uh, to identify uh, AI versus real, and uh, if my voice is being used without my consent. Yeah. Do you think this is where the industry wants to go? Like, do you think the industry wants to How do you eventually? The I think the suits do. I think the suits do because it's cheaper for them. Um, I think everybody else is terrified as hell. I think something that gives me a little hope, at least. Um, I remember relatively recently, I don't remember how much, maybe a couple months ago, um, kind of famously, Erica Lindbeck um, had had kind of a very public, like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, she was really, really fucking sick of people using, you know, voice of her characters and, and you know, making it, you know, sing songs she hadn't done or like say lewd things yeah. that she didn't say. And, and you know, she ended up in getting into enough of a scrap with like, you know, AI evangelists fighting back that she deactivated social media for a while. But we also saw legions of people coming out in support and being like, this shit is gross. And yeah. does it feel like more people are starting to catch on to like how Here's this is the harmful thing you to have actors? To remember, is that yes, and also uh, the piler honors, while some are real, there's a lot of bots. Yeah. And of course, yeah. they are there to provocate or provoke. Provocate? I think you can use either. Um, yeah. They're provocateurs, um, but they're there to, to push buttons, right? And so there's that piece. Also, she was incredibly gentle with the way that she went about it. She was like, hey, guys, 
She's going I, I appreciate this is fun. Um, but I need you to understand why this is hurtful to me. And those fucking, I'm sorry, I'm swearing like a trucker on this. Um, they went what we do to after people. her and it was, it was awful. It was really awful. And also her husband had just died and it was like, that woman has been yeah. through the fucking ringer. Um, since then, and yes, there were a lot of people that came out uh, and said, you know, hey guys, come on, this is not cool. And so now when we do, you know, these global town halls and a lot of fans, thankfully, are saying, look, what can we do? How can we help? Stand up. If you see something like that happen, don't don't let it fly. Call it out. You know, don't be like, hey, man, that's a cool video. <laughs> you know, um, and yes, a lot of fans are really interested in being on the side of the actors and especially because a lot of them want to be actors. And again, as I was talking about before, it's all the entry level jobs that are going to go away. Yeah. Pretty soon. All you're going to be left with is like AI Troy Baker and, and AI Jen Hale, you know, if we don't do something and not that they're not terrific, they are, they're amazing actors, right? but the lifeblood of this industry is new people coming in and trying new things, yeah. you know? You wouldn't have people like Kaiji Tang blowing up, you know, in the last couple of years yeah. if if there weren't like the opportunities for, you know, newer and, and you know, less tested, yeah. less popular you know, voices getting in. I think the one thing that gives me hope about this is that I, I and, and I will I will I will say this every day for the rest of my life because it's I, I believe it's true. There are simply performances out there by talented voice actors that cannot be replicated by A.I., no matter how hard they try, no matter like, and, and I think a really good, very recent example of that is, would be like Ben Starr's performance as Clive in yeah. Final Fantasy XVI, which was raw and emotional and, you know, and, and like his father had recently died. And so like he, he channeled mm. that, that, that pain and that, that hurt and poured it into that role. And it's, it's one of the rawest, most emotional voice acting performances i've ever heard and i simply refuse to believe that it, that a machine could replicate that like i i simply refuse to believe it and not yet but it's not far yeah that asterisk has to stay there because yeah. we didn't I, think we'd me, be here i don't want to believe it ago. either i don't want to believe it either but it's not far it's three to six months maybe so how do we rise up that close machine, huh? really is, is yeah. what we're talking about at this point we how do, have how to do, get how legislation do, yeah. We have to get legislation. And honestly, the thing that does give me hope is that it's a bipartisan issue. And some of the biggest supporters are Josh Hawley and Marsha Blackburn, who are not Good. exactly people I want to go weird. sit in front of. I don't like being on the same side as Josh Hawley most of the time, <laughs> but like, I guess I'll take it in this instance. Hey, at least he's not running. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's basically like that meme where it's like the, the worst person you know had yeah. a good point. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Like, yeah. 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 And like but also when EU it comes to Josh Hawley, it's massive... extremely heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. The EU just passed a massive um, uh, piece of legislation around it. It's called the EU AI bill. And now it's on the floor and they're hammering it out. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, and maybe this is me just being uh, idealistic, but I feel like we're marching into a post late stage capitalistic world where people are finally starting to realize there's more of us than there are of them. Oh, and yeah. like maybe making $400 million for a fucking bonus doesn't make you a good person. And maybe yeah. you should share the wealth a little bit. This has been a you know? rough and couple so, years for the mythology of, of, you know, the billionaires being there because they're supposed to be, you know, we, we all opened... I gotta say is team Orca. 
Yeah, two, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we opened this segment out talking about it. how you know the acting strikes are really only one of many many strikes that are either you know industry strikes that are ongoing or like in like we we're hearing about like union auto workers right or are getting ready to strike marvel did you see the marvel yeah the vfx uh, yeah i did hear that yes and and i heard that disney signing up like the disney vfx ones are like just are uh, organizing to vote as well to join yeah great and we've been trying for a long time to get game workers united which is a yeah game developer union and a couple of studios have signed on to that seen like you qa at like uh some of the some of the activision blizzard owned studios right Um, i mean if there's an industry that desperately needs more unionization it's the games industry i mean look at all the look at all the look at all the studio layoffs and closings just this week alone to which i will say larian studios has been so good to their people I mean, they pushed their their launch back by like a year, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and they gave like a really long lead time to to test it. Um, one of my dearest friends works there, and he's like, you know, he came from Telltale, which was, as we yeah, all know, uh, <laughs> the devil. Hmm. And um, he's just like, this is I've never been part of a company like this. They actually care. Um, they treat us well. They give us time off for a job well done. Like, you know, it's uh, so. Well, and that's a great point. Like, 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 you can see, not... Telltale really was the wolf among us. Shut the fuck up, Finn. God damn it! <laughs> like, there, there oh. are studios out there that are really good. This, it's good to hear that Larian is one of them. Two other like studios that are known to treat their people very well and not use Cruncher, Insomniac, and Nintendo. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like Insomniac has flat out said, we don't do crunch. N- like, Nintendo mm. Japan, at least. Uh, well, Nintendo, Nintendo America is a very different beast. But, yeah. you know, um, but but yeah. I mean, there are there are studios out there that that don't do this to their people. And and then look, so, Insomniac yeah. does it and they still they're like, we don't do crunch. And look, we're putting out banger ass games. It can be done, guys. And uh, but but I mean, this is like like. It, it all kind of funnels like this little river funnels into an ocean of a bigger conversation that is essentially, you yeah. know, we need more unions, you know, the, the games industry. And and I feel yeah. like this week, you know, c- combined with everything we've just been talking about, just puts a giant exclamation mark on the end of that. Who story. else? Who shut down this week? Um. So uh, so the so the, the other week Volition new... closed. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Volition. They made the uh, Saints Row. Oh, game. yeah. I know. Uh, I worked with them on. um something yeah, yeah embracer shut them down gearbox this got week, like half laid off and is looking to yep. get sold off Ubisoft just closed their london studio a few hours ago are you shitting me nope yeah wow well, i knew Ubi was in trouble a major one of the one of the ea studios i don't remember the name but they just did that immortals of avium um is is they they get they got hit with like a, a shitload of layoffs right they're they not shut down the but yeah like half the studio is gone mm. um like and the ubisoft thing literally just happened hours ago yeah I have and, I have a perfect uh, segue. I've got it. We're in the is perfect space. Writing on a segue in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? No, um, no. But you know, speaking of uh, horrible, horrible corporate like top led greed, uh, let's talk about Unity. Ironically, something the game <laughs> industry could use more of. Yes, absolutely. Hey. Uh, horribly ironically named. Hey. Um, so, uh, for those who are not familiar, uh, Unity is a a a company and also the name of a major game engine that's used for a ton of game development, a ton of independent game development, especially it's often been seen as one of the more like approachable along with like unreal engine ways to get into 
game development, even as a, a small studio. Uh, Unity uh, just proposed a, and they've they've since walked back, but like not really, uh, a major change in their terms of service that would basically, um, the long and the short of it is it would be an untraceable black box in the engine that tracked individual installs of games um, and would, over a certain number of installs, charge the developers of said games for each install. Was it like 20 cents per install? I think yes. I want to say it was. But then it doesn't it doesn't differentiate like if you uninstall a game and reinstall it, they count they count. Yes, that as that's a two. So that's two separate charges. Um it applies retroactively. So once you pass like what was it, two hundred thousand installs, yep. then the whole thing applies retroactively back to install one. Um and the terms of service that they're presenting are intended to be retroactive, meaning even games running Unity or built on Unity that were published and released years ago will suddenly fall under these rules and will owe Unity a ton of money. Um, Do they hate their users? Apparently. It's, it's a like really it's, it's, bonehead it's decision. It's baffling. Like, yeah. and, then, and then the the insider trading aspect where the guy in charge of yeah, Unity CEO John Riccatello, formerly of EA John Riccatello, formerly we should charge users a dollar per reload in Battlefield. Um, a dollar of real world money. Per, right, right. This guy uh, is now in charge of Unity. Um, but but sold off um, thousands of shares just before this announcement. So like, I'm glad that insider trading can just happen in public. Um, a lot of people have weighed in. Uh, we've seen a lot of indie studios that normally do not do a lot of of like you know studios like Agro Cab Crab. Um, you know, very famously put out you know big public responses. Um, the studio whose name I can't remember behind Slay the Spire put out a big like response that was like, this shit needs to change or we're not going to use unity. Like, and then ended it with like, we don't make public statements. This is how, you know, you fucked up. Yeah. Um, now, Devolver know. put out that statement that was like, Hey, if you're going to yeah. pitch to us, like, let us know what engine you're using. Yeah. Like publishers yeah. are now like tell because here's the thing, uh, like smaller devs. And I'm sure they meant this as like a positive, but, like smaller devs are like, you know, we just got signed to game pass. Like this is going to fuck us. They're like, Oh no, we're not going to charge you. We're we'll going to charge, charge the publisher. So now like, they're going to say like, no, now Microsoft, Nintendo and PlayStation are going to have to front the bill. So like, how's that going to impact the gate, the games that they choose for their and these will be like, done. Yeah, indie, indie games. That's the thing. Indie, yeah. Like, I just posted a link of uh, all the games that use Unity, and it's like every major indie game you could think of of for the past decade, including a small, yeah, and a small one you might have heard of called uh, um, Pokemon Go uses Unity. So, yeah, you know, I was like, gonna say there's multiple Pokemon, Pokemon games Go, on that list. Um, um, Genshin Impact, Genshin Impact, and Honkai Star, Star Rail, which are like all the major, right now. like gotcha games that are live and breathe off of getting all these installs and suddenly they're i mean it, it's absolutely i don't wow. understand like i understand it's called greed but yeah. like how did you possibly think and then they, they keep trying to walk it back and be like no 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 like i swear it'll only impact a small amount of our people but like you're you're talking about something that will drive people away from your program and your platform and just impact the the devs that can barely afford the hit, like it's. But crazy. this is the this is the same thing as like the um uh uh the streamers taking all of these like small 
indie stuff off of their platforms. You're going to kill the indie hit. You're going to kill the cult classic. Yeah. I mean, like indies sort of thrived in that kind of environment and they're just, it's just not happening anymore. Well, what you're going to, here's the thing. It's, it's actually even stupider than, than that. Stupid is not a word really, but I'm, you know, I already said it. That's close enough, um, man. Yeah. 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 yeah just roll it's with late. It. It's been a long day. Um, it's, it's, it's even worse than that. Um, because you're not actually going to kill indie development. You're just going to drive it all to unreal engine because unreal is yeah. also free to use up to a certain revenue amount after which they take X percent of revenue past that threshold. Right. And which that's is epic, like, right. Yeah, that's epic. And, and they're yeah. real aggressive with trying to get unreal into the hands of Indies. You know, they offer sweetheart sure. deals to people publishing on the Epic game store. So like, it's not like unity does mm-hmm. not have tough competition that is already very popular. Um, it's wild. Wow. Rami Ismail uh, put out a, a really excellent thread outlining kind of like. Oh, I saw that. That was a good. couple everything of Rami does is excellent. Oh yeah, Rami's Rami's a, a good guy and brilliant. Um, but like a everything they're walking back still does not get over the fact that there is an untraceable black box in the engine that just harvests. Like, how are they determining and registering installs? Right. What about your phone, your computer, your game console? Are they are they tracking in order to verify? Like, what are they getting access to in order to verify those installs? Right. It's a major user privacy question there um, that they are not giving devs the ability to to understand. There's no transparency there. Um, as long as this is something like they've already tried once to apply this retroactively to people who, which I don't think legally you can probably do. You can't just delete your TOS off the website and put a new one up and say the old one doesn't count. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'd be willing to, to, to try on that. Um, but like they can walk it back and say, well, actually it's going to be this amount or at this threshold, but at the core of it, this is this is a company that famously has has thrived off of independent gaming, uh, really trying yep. to nickel and dime the small developers to death. Um, stupid. Yeah, very stupid. So, like, this is the same thing. Like, why go after the the little people? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, in, in chat, started. in chat, uh, this is just a sad one. Is uh, Bobo said that Silk Songs developer. Uh, like their tweet about Silk Song being delayed so that they can uh, switch engines now. Yeah. Yeah. Just Why saying. wouldn't you? A lot yeah. of developers are saying, hey, if we don't get like immediate full walk back and clarification and protection of our old terms of service soon, we're like, we're going to have to put the work in to leave this engine for good. Well, and yeah. so here's, and this is the one positive about the situation is that. I have seen developers and publishers stand together in unison. Like I don't think I've ever seen before on this one. Right. Like big and, and, and like big, like everyone from big devs to like little indie devs are basically standing up and telling unity with one voice, go fuck yourself. I actually don't like, think I've like seen we a will single straight up. We will straight up delay our fucking game. We'll pull our game from the store to move it to a different engine. If we have to fuck you. And others are just daring them to do it. Like come try to get like, uh, there was one, uh, that somebody put in chat. It was Sam, actually. Sam said in exile, in exile a Microsoft-owned studio basically made a post saying, "Go ahead and try to bill us." Um, like, and, and and this is one of those things where 
I mean, one, the walk back has, has already happened as we stated, but, but guys, I, I, I think it's too late. Like, like I, I want that now that this is out there, doesn't matter how much unity walks it. Back. I feel like you've shaken like- the trust. And I think even if they fully walked it back, right. And wrote in protections for the existing terms of service for people who are currently on it. I think everybody currently working on unity projects at best most of them finish their project and then don't come back, right? They switch over right. to other engines. They develop their own engines. You know, they go or to they Unreal. they immediately start working on an Unreal uh, yeah. patch as yeah. soon as the game comes out. And then that's that's their that's their V2. Yeah. And then they delete the one from Unreal. Well, it, it, you know, like I, I liken it to I liken the situation to like, you know, let's say you catch your significant other in somebody else's DMs, right? And they're like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I made a Where's, terrible mistake. Okay, now I see where we're I mean, going. I, you know, I was really I, I made confused a terrible mistake. for a minute. It's never going to happen again. Yeah. That's great, but you can't ever really trust that person again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 so I don't know how any developer... Trust is far easier broken than built? Could, yeah. I don't know how any developer could possibly trust Unity going forward after this. Like, this is this is company-breaking stuff. Like, like I was telling Derek earlier today, we we're on the phone kind of mapping out our, our Thursday talk, as we always do, and... I was like, you know, this has to be the biggest bungle I have seen in this industry in 20 years. You can usually like, find a, at least three village idiots in support of anything on on the bird site. And I've not seen a single person who thinks that like, this is anything like, short of disastrous. Think about the fucking hubris it takes to well, say. Well, all you need to know is that the guy sold all his shares. Yeah, exactly. Even the yeah. even the CEO thought yeah. it was a bad idea. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, and, and and like that when I saw that when that news broke shortly after, like I just fucking lost it. I was like, it just made me think of, you know, you know, it's that meme, like you know, I may have done a little light insider trading. Um, you know, like I mean, that guy, that guy is in a world of fucking hurt. And John like, Riccatello, spare a thought spare a thought for unity's pr team because none of this is their fault yeah and and, and this is something that well and like spare a thought from people at unity i guarantee you the rank and file at unity were like guys this is a bad fucking idea and we really should not do this we're hearing that a ton of developers at unity right on the inside who actually helped design the game engine and and you know software engineers and etc were like hey don't do this um and we're just walked over and ignored so it's Knocked. it's not a not a popular move inside the company either it sounds like this is just a a, a bunch of dipshit c suite executives chasing monetization right i know i've never met somebody uh in a in a c-suite position who i thought could tie their own shoes it's really incredible i've met some good ones i have there are a few you're lucky man (laughs) it is uh that's that's what i was saying of big companies i'll say that like not well i mean there's literally studies that say like in order to run a big company in order to be a ceo of a major company you have to be a sociopath and it's it proven out time and time and time and time again. Um, I will say, good old Johnny Ricky's definitely a uh, the definitely only, a sociopath. The only CEO in the entire country that I actually greatly admire 
is the CEO of Progressive Insurance. My wife works for Progressive, and the CEO <laughs> is a woman. She's considered to be one of the most keep my wife employed, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, she's one of the most power. She's considered to be one of the most powerful women in the world, and she started as a as a as a claims auditor. And awesome. and well, I, I'm sorry. Before that, she was a secretary, and she is now the CEO of Progressive Insurance. Um, so that's the only, that's the only CEO of, of anything that I have any respect for. Whatsoever. Now in 10 years, she shit. will be like hunting the last surviving polar bear, um, just for its trophy. But I mean, that's just what, what happens when you stay up there for that long. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Though, you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like, do you guys think that, do you guys think like, honest to God, do you think that this is the end for unity? I think sadly it's 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 the end it, I don't think it can ever be the end for you I don't know if it's the, yeah but I think it would require almost a total leadership change out for people to regain trust again especially with the knowledge that it's basically just a c-suite thing what's fucked up is this is not the end of John Riccatello um because yeah, they, this is not he, the first time we've gone yeah. through this with him yeah where I mean he drove EA into the fucking ground and he, like so many CEOs, failed up into another tech company. And he's going to end up leaving Unity within the next couple of years, I bet you, after These all guys this. Are like and he'll just end up in another one. Who was the guy? Don Matrick. Don Matrick. Don Matrick. Who is the MVP like, like, of like, we, oh if you God. can't afford an Xbox, we have a console for you. It's called the Xbox 360. Incredible, bro. Just, Incredible. Just, I, I'll never forget, as a veteran, when he was talking about, yeah. like, they were like, well, what about veterans who uh, who play video games, like, you know, in, in other parts of the world? And, and, and you know, they can't, you know, and, and he's like, well, you know, what, are they on a nuclear sub or something? Like, I get, I get it if you're on a nuclear sub. You know, like, I suppose you can't play an Xbox, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. And, and it doesn't matter if you're internet, online yeah. there because you're on a nuclear sub. And this interviewer is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And but that guy left Xbox after he almost ended them, went to Zynga, almost destroyed Zynga. And, and who knows where he is now? But but like it's like Bobby Kotick, right? Like these guys, these guys are locusts, the locusts. They just they, they stick around and they're mummies. They live forever. Like these guys are just fucking like Ike Perlmutter is you know the former ceo of marvel and he was the guy ike perlmutter was the guy who and when they replaced uh terrence howard with don chadle was like we'll just pay don chadle 50 percent less because nobody's gonna tell nobody's gonna be able to tell that's ike perlmutter and this guy famously similar looking dudes terrence howard and don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah famous, yeah very yeah wow and 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 ike perlmutter friends with friends with a certain former president i don't think this will shock anyone ike perlmutter is like 92 years old and he is still uh he's now the ceo of some other company and yep. these guys are like cursed mummies they just move on to another company and pass the curse along the and, kind of good news about this is that, like, like we were kind of mentioning earlier, we've been living in a really good couple of years for dispelling the myth of the brilliance of the tech CEO, right? Like, and stuff like what's going on with Unity is only helping further break down that that mythologizing that we do, well, right? That everybody once who's you, uh, once you pissed off, um, what is it, uh, gamers? You're you're you're, you're kind of <laughs> fucked. You're yeah. kind of fucked beyond all belief. That's the thing, right? It's the cyberpunk thing all over again. Look, 
No one cares about transphobia. Yeah. No one cares about racism. The second that your game has a glitch, fucking they're they're, yeah, they're gonna that, come a, that you, right? activates the rank and file, sadly. Um, but yeah, Xbox like exclusive. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah exactly. How dare you, dude? Fuck whatever that that Xbox exclusive could have been developed with like you know the absolute worst crunch in the world. But the second that it goes on a console that they don't have, fuck. So. What is it? This Unity stuff screws over everyone. Everyone's pissed. I'm, we're, we're gonna we're, tomorrow. We're gonna see some podcaster have a contrarian take. I'm willing to bet you guys. Like, oh, well, there's always there's shot. always one court jester. The, 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 the boogie's gonna hit us with like a great one. But like <laughs> I um, but like this is like it, right? Like I, I I think we're slowly. What is it? The we're slowly getting to that. Like you said, there we're getting to that point where like, hey, these CEOs aren't our friends. They're fucking us over. Musk is like the the final part of like that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like the, the reason the why. Tip of the pyramid at this point. That's the, like, he's that's the that's the final boss, right? That's like the final boss of like. All right, collectively, if we can convince all, people that Musk is a fucking idiot. If we can finally convince that last like 15 percent of people, the whole thing comes crumbling down. So I, I'll, I'll never forget like 10 he, years he ago when everybody was the like, best "Man, agent of his own demise." Man, I've, Elon Musk yes. is like, he's like, "What if Tony Stark was real?" And now it's like, yeah. He's just like, what if Tony Stark was real and he had like fetal alcohol syndrome? Like that's that's who Elon Musk is. He is he's he's the world's history's greatest. You know what? Uh, Tony Stark had the decency to only be like a regular alcoholic and not be like dropping ketamine before getting on investor calls. (laughs) I just God, every time somebody says that man says that man's name, I just get mad. Yeah. But like, but that's the thing, right? Is we just we've seen repeatedly, like whether it's the like corporate suits or the you know the 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 tech sector guys for a long time were trying to push this idea of being like kind of alt. You know what I mean? Of like we're we're different. We're younger. We're edgier. We're more in tune with the culture. Like I can name drop Warhammer 40k, and it's like I think that took the the What's that? you know a certain brand. Of, I I don't. John, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. We're not doing that. No, no, just go, go, go. But like, it's it it gave a little extra mileage to some of these folks, but that is not saving them from, like you said, sissy, being kind of agents of their own demise, and all of the the greed and all of the incredibly stupid decisions. Don't fuck up and say something like this. See, what I'm saying whatever. Like yeah. someone, the next the next hip, semi youngish, what like. Some guy in his like forties or fifties will come out. Hey, it's me. Everyone, yeah, okay. You're the oldest person I know, like John. Um, you're the oldest. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah right. But like, what I'm saying is, like, some guy who's coming in and he's like, "Oh, I'm the head of this company. I played video games since the very beginning." Right? It's sort of like the almost the I'm opposite effect. Of, right? Every everyone loves him. But it was like the Reggie thing, but then like we all kind of forgot that like Reggie kind of sidestepped. What's her name? Like during the that really shit, like awful those awful years of Nintendo. Uh, during the Wii era, you get what I'm saying? Like we kind oh, of forget um, that. Oh, um, shit! The oh, one treehouse employee who got canned for yeah. So it's like having it, a side so, gig. I don't remember. So, what oh, right, yeah. She because she yeah. I yep. so like yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Something's gonna like come out that they'll they're gonna that empire will crumble, right? Allison like, Rapp, that's who it was. Sure. No one likes no one liked Don Matrick. That's like the because that dude was a charisma vacuum, right? Um, Elon <laughs> should, liked him. I'm sure. I I'm sure I guess your grandma who was like <laughs> ah look at that. Look, Look at that, that nice young man. man with his well combed yeah. hair. Is that that Nintendo you like? <laughs> Is that that? Um, but like, like I said, like, like you guys were saying again, they're 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 victims of their own sort of like hubris, their stupidity. In yeah. what universe could you pitch this if you weren't on top of the world? In yeah. what fucking? Yeah, like how? 
like how did you expect this to go um you're saying considering that your your user base is what primarily indie games primarily games that are made for like three dollars yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous well, and like it's funny, the the Ashton Kutcher name drop is very yeah. funny because like I think it's it's not just like the tearing down of the CEO type. I think we as a culture, as a society, have grown so we've we have so much less patience for sociopathic bullshit these days, right? So you can be somebody I haven't had to think about in a very long time, but you write one letter supporting a serial rapist, and we're all like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like, shut up, up brownface, and then you know, you know, pull up the uh, that weird ad that he did uh, that, years that, ago. That that whole thing, yeah. that that yeah. whole video. Just, so, wow, wow. I uh, love you guys. I need to eat. I'm yeah, hungry. Go oh, eat. Well, we're uh, gonna be wrapping uh, up here in a moment anyway. We're we're literally at at yeah. Uh, well, we uh, Sissy, can you just end with uh, telling us like where people can follow you and just enjoy your yeah. amazingness? Um. I'm on Instagram at Sissy Speaks, and kind of that's it. Uh, I have a Twitter account, but I kind of left when the man baby took over. Um, but I'm I'm there. I I I do dumb things and I post. You about are on it. Blue Sky too, right? I have an account. I've never actually done anything with it, so yes, sort of. Um, yeah. sort of. Blue Sky uh, needs to take off of, before it can take off. I know. I'm doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, town halls with Nava talking about, you know, how to protect ourselves against AI. Um, <clears throat> any potential voice actors out there, if you want to be part of Nava, it's 10 bucks a month. You get access to healthcare um, and everything that we're working on. It's been really great. Um, Is there anything out about. anybody can do or anybody or anywhere somebody can visit to support this organization? Yeah, navavoices.org, N-A-V-A voices.org uh, is our website. Um, you can donate, you can join. Um, we're having a gala in December to raise money to try to get in front of Congress. So uh, you can do that. I know that I will be going to support it, and I strongly encourage anybody listening to this to go support as well with uh, even just a dollar because, you know, it's our responsibility, I think, to to help maintain uh, the people. I mean, we all love video games. We we love this industry, and I think that is incumbent upon us to help maintain the people who allow us to enjoy this uh, this this wonderful hobby of ours, be it voice actors or developers, people behind the scenes. Um, you know, because without them, we're not going to be able. There's there's nothing. We don't have an industry without voice actors or developers or or anybody who are who is helping make the gears turn. So please, if you can go and donate whatever you can if you can um because this is Thank really you. important stuff help voice actors keep their agency um that's that that's something that's very very important to me uh sissy, and i know it's important to sissy so and if it's important it to sissy, it should be important to everybody so uh doing a real midwestern be, goodbye here john yeah <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah, look i'm from chicago i talk a lot uh thank you everybody to uh tuning in tonight thank you sissy one more time for joining us again it was an absolute treat having you back on and uh, we got a big review season coming up. Uh, we're Square content creators, so look for a bunch of Square Enix reviews coming from coming from us this fall and winter. And as always, kindness costs nothing. Be good to each other, and we'll see you next week. So signed.